We need to get complacency out of our heads. Let's go. It's made for this podcast. I'm Jenny Allen. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Made for This podcast. We can't believe that we are nearing the end of this journey through the Get Out of Your Head book. And before Jenny talks about complacency versus intentionality today, I just wanted to let you guys know about something coming up next week. On Tuesday, March 24th at 7 p.m. Central Time, we want you to join us for a one-night-only event with Jenny and Beth Moore. You may remember a couple episodes ago, we mentioned that conversation that Jenny and Beth had about staying close to God was actually part of a bigger conversation. So you don't want to miss this. When Jenny and Beth recorded this a few months ago, they obviously had no idea what the world would be facing right now. And so we really believe that God had a purpose for this and we know that it will encourage you and challenge you. So go to the link in the show notes to sign up via email. It's all free. We'll send you some free conversation cards to use with your people, with your family. So please join us next Tuesday, March 24th at 7 p.m. Central Time. And if you can't join us for some reason, you can still sign up via email. And after the one night event is over, you will actually get a link to watch the replay. So even if you can't join us, make sure to sign up. And one more last thing. We know many of you guys are cooped up at home and maybe we're on the fence about hosting a Get Out of Your Head book club. But we decided this would be the perfect opportunity for you to text a few people like I did today. Say, hey, we're stuck in the house for the next unforeseeable future, next couple months. Why don't we all get a copy of Get Out of Your Head? You can listen to it on Audible. And let's do a virtual Get Out of Your Head book club. So we even updated the Get Out of Your Head book club PDF on Jenny's website. It's completely free. And it just helps you have some couple step-by-step things of how to host a virtual book club. We hope that is so helpful for you. And we can't wait to see all your pictures and hear the stories of what God does in these next few weeks. So here's Jenny talking about complacency versus intentionality. So tonight, my son's having a party, and he has invited his pledge class, which is like a Christian-type fraternity, just so you have the right picture in your head. And they all are bringing dates. He asked them. He said, it's a date night thing, and they're all bringing dates. And I'm pretty sure he's cooking for them, which he does all the time, and he's got this whole plan. And I'm just listening to my son, and he has said this again and again. He was like, you know what? The, th- the problem with my generation is complacency, and his like goal in life is never to live a complacent day in his life. I don't know completely what he is on the Enneagram, but I know he is a go-getter. The boy just cannot sit still and he wants to see his life live to the fullest. And so I just, I love that that is the banner over his life. He is very entertaining and he has caused a lot of trouble and he has caused a lot of good. Today, we're going to talk about complacency and we're going to talk about the opposite of that, which is intentionality. And I want to start with this verse. You, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, to be lazy, adding that myself, rather serve one another humbly in love. And I'm adding to be lazy because I do believe it is the temptation of our generation to check out, to numb out. It's all too much. We're bombarded with too many problems. What can we do about it? How do we even help? And we pull back and watch Netflix and get online And we zone out and we numb out and we get complacent. And I'm going to interchange the word lazy with this because I really believe that we need to hate this word. I think complacency sounds kind of neutral, but laziness, that's not okay. But the way the enemy's getting us to it is he's just overwhelming us to the point that we, we don't think we can participate in this big story because there's just too much to do. 
My husband always says the definition of leadership is taking initiative for the good of others. And so as we start to reject passivity and we lean into the needs around us, what happens to our minds is that they get set on the things of God. They get set on other people and they get set on the things of God. I've talked about this before that Hebrews 12 is a theme passage for me and I want to say something about it again and that it says, we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We throw off the sin and the weight that so easily entangles us and run the race that's set before us. Didn't get the order right on that, but it doesn't matter because what I believe happens is that's happening simultaneously. That all three of those things are happening at the same time. That as we run the race that's set before us, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus because we need him. And the sin and the weight falls off of us because we've got a mission and we're busy and we're tired and we're running after God. And so that idea of mission and intentionality, leading and loving well, that God's called us to, that idea of doing it, it feels big to us. It feels unknowable to us. It feels like we're not equipped for it and we dismiss ourselves. But y'all, as you get on the track and get off the sidelines and just start doing it, you cannot believe how much of your sin and weight falls off of you. You don't have time to think about yourself so much. You don't have time to think about your problems so much. You don't have time to be a victim. You don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for yourself. But you do have time for God because you need him, because you're actually taking risk and you're nervous and you don't know what's about to happen and you're praying more and you're asking God for miracles in your friends' lives and you're praying for God to move around you. And so there's this movement in your life that is God-centered and God-propelled but requires our initiative to participate. I love that God does this. I mean, ideally, if I'm God, I would just make everybody robots like you will participate in the movement of my work because I want you all to do what I want you to do. But that's not how God built us. He built us with a choice. And we've talked about this a lot throughout this series that we have a choice. We have a choice what we think about. We have a choice how we live. We have a choice in our perspective. And we have a choice when it comes to spending our lives for ourselves selfishly, lazily, or we have a choice to spend our lives well for the glory of God and the good of people. And I'm telling you, it is the best way to live. Science would tell you that subconsciously, you want to please yourself. You want to take care of yourself. You want to feed every desire that you have. But that brains that actually don't do that, that serve others and that spend more of their time thinking about other people are the healthiest brains. Those are actually the ones that are thriving. The science research that I did on this said consistently that serving others reduces stress, that there's a deeper connection in your life to other people, people who live with purpose, they actually sleep better and they live longer. Like this is physically affecting us. Our brains are made to serve other people. So while subconsciously you might want to be a selfish jerk that watches Netflix with your whole life, You won't be a happy one and you won't live very long because that is not how we were built. I really cannot sell this hard enough. And the reason I mean it is because as you serve God and you get on board with his mission, so many things fall in their place. You are dependent on him. You are quick to ask for forgiveness so the the mission isn't disrupted. I think in my own life, because I'm on mission, how many times I am lulled out of complacency just because a lot has been given to me and a lot is expected of me. Yes, in my flesh. Like Galatians, I would like to use my freedom to serve my flesh. That sounds good on a lot of days. But the truth is, I have a deadline. I have somebody that needs me. I have a meeting that is to serve an organization I care about. I have something that propels me out of bed and away from Netflix on a given day. And I'm so grateful for that. The times in my life where I've really, you know, taken too long of a break, I start to get selfish and I start to just, you know what I do? You know what I do? I internet shop. 
<laughs> That's what I do. I get online and I start to shop. And do I need another thing in my entire life? I really don't. My kids would say, mom, you have enough shoes. You really have enough shoes. You don't need any more shoes. Your size has not changed in a long, long time. You don't need any more shoes. And it's true. That's what I do is I get distracted and I just, you know, and I'll send stuff back. I'll just send it to my house, try it on, send it back. I know all the men are like, I know your type. You live in my house. I know. I know. We frustrate you, but it's too easy. So what happens when I don't have enough to do? I get selfish. I get complacent. I get lazy. I get materialistic. My f- I feed my flesh. My flesh grows. I feed the spirit. The spirit grows. And service feeds the spirit. Sacrifice feeds the spirit. Now, I'm not talking about sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice. I'm talking about obedient, godly, risky sacrifice for the glory of God. And guys, it is a more difficult way to live. It goes against your flesh and what you want to do with your own freedom. But I'm telling you, it is how we were built to live. And we are not joyful and we are not free any other way. You want your mind to be free, you go serve people and you get out from under the idolatry of yourself. And I'm telling you, your mind starts to shift. We will be right back to our conversation with Jenny. But before we do that, I want you guys to know about the Dwell app. It is a audio Bible app unlike anything we've ever listened to before. And there is a voice or a narrator on the Dwell app that we particularly love called Felix. And we just wanted you to hear Felix for yourself. So check this out. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Okay, and here's what's extra fun. We called our friends at Dwell and said, hey, what would you think of doing a get out of your head scripture plan where we could take all these different scriptures from each chapter and make it into a plan that we could listen to on the go? And they were like, of course. So go download the Dwell app. If you go to dwellapp.io slash Jenny, You can unlock a 10% off their yearly plan, which is amazing. And that's where you'll be able to find the Stop the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts audio Bible plan. So we'll make sure to put all of that info in the show notes and on Jenny's website so you guys can click that link. Okay, I want you to take inventory of your thought life for a minute. We are winding down on the series and I don't want you to miss the chance to analyze like, okay, what am I thinking about? And... How can that shift? So how many of your thoughts in the last 20 minutes were about yourself in some form or fashion, your feelings, your frustrations, your worries, your doubts, how many of your feelings and thoughts were about yourself in the last 20 minutes? Yeah. Now, some of you, you were thinking about children in Ethiopia. Good for you. You can turn off the podcast now. The rest of you, stay with me. You were thinking about yourself. And I'm telling you, the antidote for this and the weapon for this is service. It is getting in the game. It is not sitting on the sidelines with your arms crossed, being critical of everything happening on the field. It's actually getting in the game and serving God. Now, I know some of you are processing, what does it look like to use my gifts? I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what God wants me to do. You know what? There is need right in front of you. And that need, you don't have to go find some mysterious calling or a mission field. It's right where you are. What is the need in your neighborhood? What is the need in your kids' friends' lives? What is the need in your kids? What is the need in your marriage? What is the need in your friends' lives? You look right in front of you and you meet need. And as you do it, 
No, it goes against your flesh. No, nobody gets up in the morning and says, oh, I want to meet everybody else's knee. Okay, some people do. Some of you are like Enneagrams too, and it's like your greatest delight. That's my mom. Okay, some of you do. Most of the rest of us don't wake up in the morning thinking, how do we help people? How do we serve people? But what Enneagrams too know is that it's really delightful to help people. It's a great way to live. And as we do it, and as we serve God, the supernatural power of service is that we are not so focused and fixated on ourselves. So we shift our gaze and we see that there's a greater plan for our lives than building a comfortable life. And we interrupt the spiral of self and this pattern of complacency when we run the race that's set before us. This is how God designed us to live. Now I know all of us, we're coming to the end of this and you're going, oh no, I'm still thinking negative thoughts. You know what? You know what you're doing now that you didn't do before this is you're noticing your thoughts. So now you even know that you're having negative thoughts. You know that you're thinking about yourself too much. And prior to this, that wasn't your story. We were just victims to our minds, victims to our thoughts. And what we can do when we notice our thoughts, when we start to see these negative patterns in our life that maybe we didn't even know were there before, we can start to fight it. And we have these weapons, service, gratitude, stillness with God, connection, trust, delight. These are the weapons God has given us to fight the enemies of our mind. And guess what? Y'all, God wins. These weapons are powerful enough to destroy strongholds. They are powerful enough to change our minds. The next verse in 2 Corinthians, when he talks about destroying strongholds, the next verse is, so we take every thought captive because we are no longer in bondage to the enemy of our mind. We don't have to submit to the enemy of our mind anymore. If we are children of God, we have power over it. And Paul knows this. So he says, so take that power and use it. Take this power and have authority over your thoughts. Take this power and quit being so selfish and complacent and go change the world. Like that's what God wants for us. He has a plan for us to shift our circumstances and our mind so that we can shift our world. And that is contagious. A healthy mind is contagious, just like a toxic one is contagious. A healthy mind is contagious. When you get around somebody whose mind is fixed on Christ, whose mind loves and serves intentionally other people, those people, you want to be around them. You want to be like them and you want to be around them. My grandmother was this way, actually both my grandmothers, but specifically my mom's mom. I just remember she didn't talk about God a lot, but she loved him. And she just lived so content and she lived focused on whoever was in front of her. You were her hero when you were in her presence. You were her hero. She believed in you. She fought for you. She wanted you to know that she loved you. She was a steady force and picture of a healthy mind. And the woman was disciplined. I mean, she had her same things every day. She gardened. She cooked. My granddad gardened. They had a simple, steady routine. And they kept their minds focused on the people that mattered and the things that mattered. And they loved God and they showed that in their actions and the ways that they love people. And guys, that's what this life looks like. It looks like faithful, steady obedience. Our minds fixed on Christ, loving other people. And as we do, the world changes a little bit by a little bit. It isn't by being cynical. It isn't by being judgmental. It is not by being victims. It is by being steadfast, faithful, fixated on Christ. And as we do that, like I always say, A.W. Tozier, a thousand problems are solved all at once. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, what I love about scripture is it continues to point to the power of God. It doesn't point to the power of you. And so the Holy Spirit is in you. And you want to live a life like this, that's contagious. You want a mind like this that is healthy. 
The power of God is within you. You are not left alone as an orphan. He has given us a counselor. He has given us himself in the form of the spirit. And and that spirit, if you follow Christ, is accessible to you. And it is powerful. And so we are not left alone to figure this out. God is with us. God is in you. God is shifting you. Even just the fact that you found this podcast, that I'm sitting here talking to you today, that God has taken me through what I've been through all hell to get to this place. I am telling you, he loves you and he's fighting for you and he's with you and he wants to see you take greater strides for his kingdom and for his glory. Okay, this community has blown us away. There are thousands and thousands of you out there that are part of this community, and we're just so grateful. The way you can tell us that you're out there is to subscribe and to leave a review. So be a deeper part of this community, and let's go places. My heart has been to make disciples through this thing. I hope that you feel that. I hope that you feel like you're growing, that you feel like you're taking ground for the kingdom. And anyway, I just love you being here, and I want you to know how much you mean to me.